This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus' name. Well, good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. We are in Exodus chapter 20. We're going through the Ten Commandments. And we're on the ninth commandment, the the commandment against lying, or that's the way we would remember it. Boy, it's a lot deeper than that. It's a lot deeper than that. I want you to notice that each one of the commandments as we're going through them have an aspect of self-involved, and they have an aspect of others involved, because at their core, they are relational. The first three commandments deal with our relationship with God, and obviously, if you break them, we 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 hurt our relationship with God, or in many ways, we destroy our relationship with God, not if that were possible. But they also hurt us. They they hurt us. They they not only they not only keep us away from God, but they 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 destroy who we are. And then you go to the third commandment, which has to do with well the Sabbath and keeping it holy. That has to do with your relationship with God, but it more has to do with you. It has to do with the importance of, of finding rest in God, the importance of, of making sure that you're doing the things that allow you to become the best you can be, because without keeping the Sabbath, without having that time of reset in your life, and we all need it. We have Each one of us has a reset each day where we go to bed and go to sleep. If you don't know that, that in many ways is a reset of your body. Well, the Sabbath on the Sabbath day is a reset of your body spiritually. And when we have those resets, we allow ourselves to, to be strengthened, to be made new, made, 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 and you go, well, I'm not made new when I sleep yet. Yeah, you really are. Your body gets rid of more dead cells. It gets rid of more things while you're sleeping that are destructive to you than any other time during the day. And so it's important that you sleep. Then you've got the relationship with your father and mother, the fifth commandment. And then we go into these four commandments that are very short about not murdering, not committing adultery, not stealing, and not giving false testimony. And those four commandments deal with our relationship with other people. And they're very important because they're very destructive of of our relationship with other people. And they're destructive of yourself. Remember, murder is hatred in your heart. And uh, hatred in your heart is going to be very destructive to you. Obviously, it's going to be destructive of somebody else because you're taking their life. Committing adultery is very destructive of someone else uh, and lots of other people. And it's also destructive of yourself. You sin against your own body, the New Testament teaches. And then not stealing, that's uh, very destructive of someone else and their and their private property in their and and their labor the things that come from their will and and we talked about that yesterday very destructive if i steal from someone else i'm taking the product of their labor or their work 
And so when I do that, it's it's painfully, it's destructive. It's destructive of them because I'm taking from them. It's destructive of myself because I I have I have I've taken something that's not mine, the not not the product of my hand. That's a problem. Now, I would say the one that everybody probably does the most, <laughs> I'm talking about actually commit the most is giving false testimony. And you go, well, why, why would you say that? That that's the thing that most people do the most. Well, I'll tell you why I say that because I go to court all the time and I know that people who have a high view of the legal system and, and think that things are always true right there in the middle of the court, man, it is unbelievable how many people will come up and ball face lie just right there in the middle of court, knowing that people have evidence against what they're saying. It is shocking how people knowing that this is a place where we're trying to seek the truth, a place where we're going to go there and tell the truth, and we're going to present evidence of the truth. It's shocking to me how many people will just go up there and lie. And and this this commandment actually has a very legal, well, because it's the law, it would have a legal, but it's it's it has a very legal connotation because it's giving false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not give false testimony against your neighbor. Well, in the purest sense, when you go to court and you testify about what happened with other people, that's giving testimony uh, uh, against your neighbor or giving testimony about your neighbor. And if you give false testimony, against your neighbor, that is a breaking of the Ten Commandments. And let me tell you, it is so, it's, it's just unbelievable how many people will come in and just, I mean, just straight up tell lies. And and I, I would dare say the number of people that have actually committed a murder are very small. Committed adultery, probably larger than committed murder, but still not a, a large portion of the population stealing more, more people. I, I definitely remember the first time I ever stole something. I took something from the convenience store. It was called a 7-Eleven back then. It was on Woodley Road. I was probably five years old. I was in the store. I saw something. I picked it up and boy, I walked right out the store with it. Now, did I know that I had to pay for it? Did I have really have an understanding that that, that was wrong? No, but once I, my dad found out that I'd taken it out of the store when we got in the car and he found out that I'd taken it out of the store, he took me back in the store. I had to apologize to the store owner uh, or the, whoever was working behind the desk. And then I, I, I was given testimony. My dad testified against me with his judgment and punishment. And I remember that. I remember don't be taking something from somebody else. And that was a good lesson for me to learn at five years old. It was a great lesson for me to learn, even though I may not have really understood what stealing was when it, when it was over, I, I understood what stealing was. Woo, I understood what stealing was. And so I, I, I understand that theft is, is probably something that everybody does at some point in time. You know, anytime you see two children, somebody playing together, or a group of children in daycare or something like that, you'll always see a child reach over and take from someone else. Now, whether or not they're in their own heart forming that understanding of that's theirs and I'm going to take it because I want it to be mine, it, how, how, to what degree that takes place, you can't ever tell, and only God knows the heart. That's not the issue. The issue is it is in the heart of us, even at a very young age, to take from someone else. And uh, so stealing is something probably very common, but giving false witness is something that we know takes place when you're children. I mean, when you've had children and uh, you, you've asked them if they did something that they knew was wrong, 
And and most of the time, we're very poor at hiding it. That's the problem with us when we get older. When we do something wrong, oftentimes we get really good at hiding doing wrong. And that's not to our benefit that we get good at hiding sin because sin then just gets deeper and deeper into our heart. But, I mean, if you've ever had a child, you know that child has lied to you straight up at a very young age. You ask them, did you go do that? And they'll go, no. And you watched them do it. So we do know that bearing false witness, lying, telling untruths is is natural. It, it just is very natural to our sin nature that we're born with. And and oftentimes people think that your sin nature is a product of your environment and, and your environment may, may teach you or refine you more uh, than someone else as far as your sin nature, but your sin nature was already there. It wasn't like it was hard to, to inculcate that into your life. It, it was pretty easy to bring up to the surface because we are passed down our sin nature from our parents and our sin nature just follows us. And of, of all the things that is, that are obvious that prove the sin nature, these, these last two commandments prove that theft and lying or something that we do when we're very young, and it's obvious that it's there. And even though our children are precious to us, they're precious because God's got a plan for their lives and God made them, but they're not precious in their heart because oftentimes their hearts are wicked. Well, not oftentimes, all the time their hearts are wicked, and we have to teach them how to be true and right and teach them how to walk in the very, very best that God has for them. And, and testimony against someone else or lying against someone else is very destructive of a relationship with them. They're never going to be the same. And I, I, can't, I can't tell you how many times I've dealt with people who, who knew someone was lying against them in a courtroom, and their relationship's never, ever going to be the same. And oftentimes, even when I'm dealing with someone who's got a family member that is on the other side, I, I try to avoid, if I can, there being that confrontation of the truth between them, knowing one of them's lying about the other, because oftentimes that will totally end that relationship. There, there's no way to get around that that's going to end that relationship. And so I don't want to destroy relationships, but sometimes when we're triers of the facts and triers of the truth, we have to do that. And so I have to put on that evidence. That being said, I think this commandment is very, very corrosive for the individual that is practicing it, practicing it. Maybe even more corrosive of murder, adultery, or stealing. I think it may be even more corrosive than any of those because the, the practice of false testimony is learning to adjust your life to untruth. And learning to adjust your life to untruth and allow your life to have untruth as a part of it or that which is not the truth is very destructive for you because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Of, of, of the characteristics of who Jesus was and is today, who God is, is God is truth. We talk about God's innate characteristics, the things that make God who God is. Well, we know he's all-knowing. We know he's all-powerful. But one of the things we rarely talk about is he's all good. And what I mean by that, well, God is good because he set the universe up in such a way that we can know what is right and wrong and what is good for us and our living and what is bad for us in our living. And as you're, as you're thinking about that and as you're considering that, he teaches us what are the 
what what are the good ways to live what what are the things that we can do that are the best for life how do we do things that are very well done for living and when when we think about those things one of the things that's so so important is the truth and and when we lie to ourselves because the first person you lie to in order to convince others of a false testimony the first person you have to lie to is your truth is yourself and when you lie to yourself or when you allow untruth to be a part of your heart when that happens in your life when that goes on in in the way you think about things and the way you do things all of a sudden you begin to hide the real truth of god's word from yourself you make it very difficult for for your heart and your mind to grab hold of god's truth and to and to reach out and say okay i understand this to be true and i understand how to live this out in my life because god is showing me these good things these wonderful things these these powerful things in my heart he's showing me these things and so i i need to i need to understand that this is this is this is very important to me and and so when i hide the truth in my heart and and i present falsehood out into the world i oftentimes learn it's a learned experience that you get good at hiding from and hiding hiding the truth from yourself and so ultimately you end up in a in a position where you're not well you're just not walking in you're not walking anything in anything that's that's real and 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 that's important if you if you think about it, if 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 the way you see and present the world is not reality which we know it's not and so many I, I even had a conversation with somebody yesterday and we were just really talking about you know when you really get down to it we were talking about what is true and what's not true and how things actually are in the world and how they're not in the world and oftentimes you go well and by the way, we're going to deal with this Sunday morning with 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 the question that's asked by Pontius Pilate. He's going to say, "What is truth?" And boy, isn't it a isn't it an important thing that I that I can actually identify what is the truth? What it, isn't it important that I can identify that so I can walk in it? Because if I walk in a lie, ultimately that lie is going to it, it, well, it's just gonna it's gonna eventually in my home and in, in every way in my life. It's going to undermine, it's going to corrode away the things that I've built my life on if I don't walk in the truth. And sure, it's very destructive to other people when I lie or bear false witness against them, but it's corrosive to me. It may destroy some aspect of their life in the moment, but it corrodes all things for me because my heart cannot identify. It becomes difficult for my heart to identify what what is truth. And, and, and if we're going to talk about this Sunday a lot, I know, but you know, Jesus cared a lot about everybody he interacted with. Now he doesn't say anything other than to rightly say that he is the King of the Jews to, to Pilate. He, he says that he is, he is a one with the father to the Sanhedrin and that they will see him sitting at the right hand of the father and that he'll be coming again on the clouds. He does all that. For, for them, but with Pilate, he gets into a deeper conversation with Pilate because he knows that Pilate doesn't know him and hadn't heard his teachings and doesn't really realize all these things. And and ultimately, the, the final question, and I may be giving away the sermon is, Pilate says, what is the truth? And you know, deep down in your heart, when you're when you're considering those things, you know, 
the reason you can't come to a definitive conclusion about what truth is is a lot of times you've just been lying to yourself for so long you you struggle with figuring out how this logical these logical fundamental things that that undergird the creation of the universe and then also undergird your life you you just have a struggle figuring out what they actually are have you ever been that place in your life where you just can't even really figure out what the truth is for you well i would say that probably it's it's the product of you lying to yourself for a long long time and and how do we overcome that well we under we overcome that by loving the truth and going to god's word and allowing him to teach us real truth and applying that in a real true way to our hearts and being real about who we are so that god can identify the things that are keeping the things that have grown up in our lives that keep us from knowing what reality is and and keep us from uh, the truth, which ultimately keeps us from God's best, which keeps us from peace and joy and purpose. And the only way to do that is to really confront who God is and who we are uh, directly. And over time, you it's painful. I, I know it is. It's painful to come to a realism, realism that you have destroyed so many things with the with the murdering, the adultering, the stealing, the not keeping the Sabbath, the honoring your father and mother, making other gods before God, all these things that you've done in your heart that are just so painfully destructive. I, I do realize it's it's hard. It's it's difficult. But boy, when you start uncovering those things, you realize the truth was better all the time. It was, and it is now. And then you realize, you know, my shame over all the my things I've done wrong is 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 me trying to cover up the truth too. Quit being ashamed of it. You're a sinner, and you're redeemed by by the blood of the Lamb. And uh, sure, the blood pays for all sin, and it paid for yours. And it's okay that you're a sinner. It's okay. That's the way you were born. We we know it is. It's just not okay to remain that way. And you go, well, how do, I, how do I keep from sinning? Well, you don't because you got the sin nature. What you do is you learn to walk by faith. And walking by faith will lead you away from that life. It will lead you to hope and it will lead you to God. And uh, that doesn't mean you're not, not going to ever sin again. It just means that you're going to learn to walk in faith and your life is going to be based off of faith rather than sin and the lies of your heart. And uh, you can do that. And I uh, pray that you really will because, you know, it's the it's the best that God made for you. It really is, and uh, the truth about who you are is just the doorway to the truth of who God is for you. And uh, once you open that door, the truth of who you are, boy, the truth of who God is floods in like a river. And I pray that that'll be the case for you. I, I know it will. You wouldn't be listening to this long Bible study with this this deep Southern preacher speaking some unknown tongue that you can barely understand, you wouldn't be listening to this if God wasn't moving in your heart. And uh, I pray that you'll accept it and receive it and allow God's truth to rush into your life and uh, you'll be a lot better for it. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.